Welcome to Admon Answers the Internet, a podcast about an Arab refugee living in Australia, working as a management consultant, answering questions from all over the internet. Each week, I will provide my take on a quirky question, drawing on history, philosophy, religion, military, politics, science, and art to give you a rounded and interesting perspective. My opinions are meant to alarm, excite, intrigue, and infuriate, so please don't be offended. Now enjoy the show. What are my thoughts on the race riots that are happening in America? This is a very difficult topic to talk about, to think about, to discuss, to even have an opinion on. There is nothing like asking someone what their opinion is about a a race-related question because the response is always going to elicit anger from some people, surprise with others, and disagreement with some. It's very rare where you can come to unison in opinion with other people on a race-related question. It just is. Race is a complex topic. It's even more complex when we look at the American race question. Unlike many other countries that have a homogenous race of people, say India, where the predominant population of Indians, notwithstanding that there's differences in uh, cultural aspects between different um, regions, religious affiliations, language, and other things, but generally Indians Uh, classify themselves as Indians. Likewise, Iraqis classify themselves as Iraqis, even though there are within Iraq Assyrians, Kurds, Shia Muslims, Sunni Muslims, and various other sects of Islam as well. And these are just two countries, but we can keep going and going. You know, Japan, most of the European countries, aside from the migration that happened or immigration that's happened in in recent years due to the refugee crisis that's happening in Syria, So race is one thing that's kind of misunderstood from an American context because it's not as straightforward as as how other countries' situation is. The American experiment, as I'd like to call it, was always about bringing together people who don't mix. What do I mean by that? When the British arrived in America... Uh, in the 1600s, the British weren't there to work with the locals. They were there to exploit what was available and permeate their people across the land. What they encountered when they arrived in their eyes were savages. From their perspective, they were savages, but the American Indians were a highly civilized people in their own right. Now, they didn't have steamships. They didn't have naval flotilla, nor did they have the same military prowess as the British. But they operated on a different set of rules, cultural standards, climate conditions, and they evolved in a different way culturally because they didn't have access to the Eurasian advantage, which Jared Diamond illustrated uh, quite distinctively in his book, Guns, Germs and Steel. So not due to a lack of intelligence, but purely because of the resources that was available to the British versus 
to, you know, versus the American Indians, the technological evolution of the two societies did not coincide. The British were far superior in a technological standpoint. However, they were certainly not superior in a cultural perspective and certainly not superior in, from a language, arts, rituals, religious, and other types of standards in which you can measure a society by. Unfortunately, the American Indians were wiped out by something even more sinister than all those other things that the British developed. The American Indians were wiped out largely by diseases that were brought by the British from their mainland into North America. These viruses were deadly to the American Indians because the American Indians were not exposed to the variety of types of people that Europe and Europeans encountered. And there was certainly nowhere near the concentration of people per capita in North America. And so British people had a higher threshold and a higher tolerance for diseases and viruses as compared to natives in North America. And it still happens today where uh, explorers encounter natives and those natives die out in droves from diseases because their bodies just don't have the immunity against these um, otherwise uh, harmless pathogens to the, the to the carriers. So that was a very unfortunate set of circumstances where the American Indians died in millions or in hundreds of thousands at least due to diseases. Now the other aspect to that is obviously the war that erupted in in North America, the whites against the the whites uh, against the American Indians, and there was slaughter and savageness on both sides. But ultimately, that resulted in a severe reduction in the American Indian influence on, on North American land and a complete conquest by the white people over North America. Now, I can't profess to know all the history of the British conquest of North America against the American Indians. But over time, uh, through, through 100, 150 years, there was a schism that developed in American psyche as to how, how American lives should be lived whether slavery should be accepted, uh, to what extent should slavery be used, uh, how should slaves be treated. And it's generally um, known as kind of the northern and southern uh, US issue, which eventually culminated to the Civil War, where Abe Lincoln led against the southerners to abolish slavery. Slavery, the slave trade isn't new, and it's certainly not something that it was specific to North America. Slavery existed in many continents, predominantly being the Africans who have been the subject, you know, the subjects of the slave trade. And they've been um, sold and uh, passed around Europe as well as within Middle East, certainly within, um, you know, Arabia. There has been countless instances of African slave trade. Even till today, there is a slave trade in the form of low wages and slave-like conditions that, that occurs throughout the Gulf countries with all the money that they have. But because of the flourishing slave trade, specifically in North America during the 19th century, the 18th century and the early 20th century, or but, but much less so, there was you know, a huge industry that was propelling the slave trade to becoming more and more important. So the rail network in America was built off the sweat of the black people. Cotton fields were picked by black people in America who were treated as slaves. 
and white people generally benefited from the dividends that the, that the black people provided them. You know, low, low cost labor, generally poor conditions. So the cost of upkeeping their labor force was very minimal. And it was just a horrific set of circumstances and a, and a racially disparate society that needed to be broken up. And that's what the Civil War tried to do. As we know from the likes of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali, the racial issue in America did not subside at the end of the 19th century. And in fact, it persisted all the way into the 20th century with riots and leaders from the Amer the African-American community who rose up against the prejudice, the mischaracterization of black people. Some of the more famous examples are obviously the Muhammad Ali's, um, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, and some of the more lesser known ones are someone like a Jack Johnson. And Jack Johnson was a hero of Muhammad Ali because he broke into the boxing world as a black man who succeeded and demolished the white person. During the early 20th century, if you wanted to box a white person as a black man, well, you had to lose. And the white man was always going to win, not because he was stronger, but because he would go round after round in just constantly waiting for you to lose, to lose either intentionally or the crowd would turn on the black man until the white man won. It was definitely not, these weren't fair fights. These were at the disadvantage of uh, the black person at all times. And there was never really a black champion until Jack Johnson came around. And Jack Johnson broke through this stigma against black boxing champions. And he demolished white fighter after white fighter. And there's even a story of him going 30 rounds in a boxing fight. Now, to put that into perspective, current fights go 12 rounds. And we're talking 30 rounds that Jack Johnson did. So he was, a, he was a hero of Muhammad Ali and he was an outspoken and charismatic boxer, something unheard of and unseen in those days in the early 20th century. Subsequent to Jack Johnson, there was Muhammad Ali. And what Muhammad Ali managed to do is transcend sport, the sporting world and move into race, politics and uh, debating the white man's rule. He joined the black Muslims uh, early on in his career because it not only set him up in the boxing from a, from a boxing standpoint to be independent of, say, the mafia, but it also elevated him spiritually to confront the white man's prejudice, to confront the battles that he was going to face. You know, for example, his anti-Vietnam stance, that was a challenge to him on a personal level and to overcome the three-year ban that the government imposed on him and to overcome all the white man's hate towards Muhammad Ali, he needed the backing of a group and the black Muslims provided that. But also he was spiritually connected with Islam, which he eventually left out of the black Muslims and went into more traditional Sunni Islam and then eventually to Sufism before his death. But Muhammad Ali was a was a, a spectacular force for driving racial equality in America. Malcolm X, I think, is underrated in that respect. He was misunderstood, disliked, and mistreated by his own people. He fell out of his own group, the Black Muslims, 
quite late on in his in his life because rather than seeing the man the white man as the devil as he would early on say under the guidance of Elijah Muhammad he went on to see equality as the driving force behind his motives when he visited middle east africa and other nations that contain a large population of muslims he saw that there was varying colors of people from brown to white to black to orange and yellow and they were all seen in the light of of god and all other uh, spiritual leaders as equal and that was key to him not because those countries were more enlightened but because those people in those countries saw that we are all all of humanity share the same genetic code and they all share the same the, the same wants and needs at a fundamental level to be loved to love to have a family to create goodness in the world and so what malcolm x became was an enlightened being in america and they just couldn't have that he was a vocal race advocate someone who advocated for equality within races and and he fought tooth and nail and eventually it cost him his life he died fighting for what he believed in martin luther king again is someone who lost his life in the fight and the pursuit of black rights in the pursuit of justice in the pursuit of liberty in the pursuit of happiness and in the pursuit of equality is someone who america has given him his due credit he has several statues erected of him in the united states and around the world they recognize martin luther king and he understood that violent protest violence was not the answer to the racial problem it just allowed the white man to be the aggressor again and again this is consistent with nelson mandela's approach where violence early on in his career got him nowhere but in jail but through pacifist protest it gave him the opportunity to see through the white man the white man's tactics tactics and neutralize their efforts to demonize him eventually succeeding to the leadership of the african national congress and the leadership party of of south africa so that all brings us to today we've had we've had the opportunity now to look at the shoulders of giants um many people still haven't been mentioned in his podcast like Rose Parks who protested by sitting at the back of the bu- at the front of the bus and now we have this issue where in the 21st century where most countries have moved to social you know a socialist type approach to caring for their people to to you know taking for granted this idea of equality in multicultural countries like Australia America has had a depth of racial inequality for a long time and it was never going to be easy fix with technology and with progress in other countries to enable America to to catch up. It is still falling behind unfortunately and we've seen that with all the police brutality against black people, the unjust killings and the countless protests that occur periodically in America that ravage cities. You know, my thoughts on the current uh protests and the killing of George Floyd uh violence by police officers in America due to racism will continue. That's my honest opinion. Regardless of the protests, regardless of what happens, there are so many police officers in small towns in in America as well as large towns who don't see 
all humans is the same. They've been brought up in a racist culture. They've been brought up to believe and to see Americans as, you know, wanting to cause crime. And it could be a subconscious bias, just in, you know, back of the mind, um, constant threat to be threatened by these people. And it's a very sad situation because the question always arises, well, how do they move beyond that? Can you just flick off the switch, the racist switch? Can you flick that off? I don't think it's that easy. And these protests will arise again and again because there's going to be more unfair and unjust killings of black people. I also believe that the protests are right. Regardless of the COVID situation, these protests need to happen. People in America need to make a stand for black rights, for equality amongst their people. They need to catch up with the rest of the world. They need to understand that race and and racial division is merely in their minds and in their heads. The thing that I do disagree with that's happening there at the moment is where white people go inside these protests, infiltrate them and ruin the message by stealing from big brands and stores and local mum and pop stores, um, becoming radicals, not necessarily in the fight for justice for black people, but just for their own personal gain and benefit. They couldn't care less about what happened to the black man. All they care about is taking something of value amongst the destruction that's happening around them. That to me is disgusting and it should stop. And I don't agree with the military force that the president has invoked. I think that's just a gross overstating of his power. Um, you know, and to use it against your own people. Uh, if you're, if only he read the writings of Marcus Aurelius to see that the leader of a, of a nation, of a civilization, needs to exert his power only when necessary and otherwise be empathetic and understand with his people. What Jacinta Ardern did with the Muslim population in her country after the mass mosque shooting by that crazed lunatic, that was the right approach to empathize with your people, to show that you care, to show that you understand, and then to make decisions and actions that would drive forward equality and justice for those who are suffering. That is not happening happening right now, and these protests will continue. Subconscious or conscious bias should be eradicated, and America should learn and move forward. Right now, though, the whites should stop infiltrating these protests should stop ruining the value of these protests providing fodder for fox news to demonize these protests the black people should continue their fight and the leader of america trump should grow a sense of equanimity and be above his petty antics so that he sees reconciliation with all people in america because unfortunately america is australia's only hope for maintaining our sovereignty from China, maintaining our sovereignty against tyrants around the world. And America still is the beacon of democratic hope. It just needs to be a beacon of hope for its own people. Thanks for tuning in to Adborn Answers the Internet. Be sure to check out tomorrow's episode where I'll be tackling another question sitting somewhere in the internet right now.